The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too, go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do this as I wish, do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Hamdi Ulukaya immigrated to the United States at the age of 22 from Turkey, where he grew up herding sheep in the country. When he arrived in the United States, he had very little money. He had just finished college in Turkey and was looking and trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life. Eventually, he started a mediocre feta cheese importing business. And then in 2005, he bought a defunct yogurt factory and started a company called Chobani Yogurt that does over a billion dollars in sales every year and is worth over five billion dollars as a company. And along the way, Hamdi Ulukaya has marked his company and himself with generosity. Among other things, he was ahead and beyond in terms of paying a just and a living wage to all of his employees, paying above the minimum wage, Not only that, he made sure that both men and women got paid leave after they had, or their significant other, had a child. And last year, he gave to his employees, to their pension package, 10% of the company's stock. And when asked about this, 
Now, if you're doing math in your head, and I'm not very good at math, as I was just talking about in the sacristy, I believe 10% of 5 billion is $500 million. He gave that to his employees. And when asked about that, when challenged on that, he said, generosity is what marks greatness in this country. And these people are as responsible as I am for the success of this company. Hamdi Ulukaira marks his company and his life by generosity. And not the generosity and not the gratitude and not the thankfulness that he's legally obligated to do, but what goes above and beyond. And oftentimes in our society, as we heard in the gospel today, it is easier to get bitter and envious and angry than to be truly grateful for what we have in this world and to give that gratitude to other people and to define our life by that gratitude. When writing about gratitude and thanks, uh, thanksgiving and thankfulness, St. Thomas Aquinas says that there are two types of gratitude. There's the legal gratitude that we are legally obligated to have. We agree to a contract and we have to pay that out according to the terms of the contract. And then there's moral gratitude that's spontaneous, that leads to, as St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, thankfulness in all things. And this is what we are called to as Christians, to live our life in thanksgiving for all things, to be grateful for everything that the Lord puts in front of us. And this is exceptionally difficult. In the second reading, St. Paul tells us that he wants to magnify Christ in his body. He wants to do this fruitful labor. And if we remember from the life of St. Paul that his labor includes getting beat up, shipwrecked, stoned, thrown out of towns. And yet he desires to do that more. Why? Because God has touched his life. And he wants to share that with other people. He wants other people to know that. And that is a real mark of a real believer. As it said in Acts of the Apostles, when the apostles are first by the authorities taken into custody and beaten and told not to preach in this name of Jesus, what do they say? What does it say in Acts 5.41? They rejoiced to share in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. And so in Christ Jesus, in our faith, we can be grateful for anything. When the world is raining down upon us with one bad thing after another, we can't seem to get anything right. We can't seem to have anything go our way. We can still be grateful. Because at the end of the day, the most important thing in our life is this. And this is what the laborers who get called into the vineyard miss. Is that you have been called by name by Jesus. The laborers didn't find the master the master found them. And yes, they had to invest some sweat and some hard work, but they were given this wonderful opportunity by a loving master to do something important, to do something that gave meaning to their life and to earn something as a reward from that. And because they saw themselves not in relationship to that gift, that opportunity they were receiving, but to the comparison of others, they grew in envy and even perhaps wrath. And so it is in our life that oftentimes we see what the good things that are happening to other people. We see what is going on for them. And instead of asking ourselves, 
would I like that, or, or is that actually a good thing? We just get envious. They have the new car, they have the new clothes, they have everything going for them in their life, and so we want that. And we miss the beautiful and wonderful things that are going on in our life. The mark of the believer is his or her attitude in this world. You'll thank Brother Ben for this. We should have, because we were talking about my homily this morning, and he said you should tell everyone that they need to have an attitude of gratitude because that rhymes. And I'm going to say that. Because we do. Because we do. All right? We need to have that attitude of gratitude. In fact, in St. Ignatius of Loyola's examens, the examination of conscience at the end of every day, he asked people one thing, to start by being grateful. Before you get into all the muck and the mire, start with what God has done that is beautiful, that is true, that is good in your life today. Because if you can start with that, you're going to be able to see him poking his love, poking his mercy, poking his goodness into those things that you're not proud of or that you're struggling with. And this is the God who loves us. And this is the God who, when we serve, when we have this attitude of gratitude, when we are able to see the goodness of God in all things, we rejoice when our brother and sister come in, in the last hour. We rejoice that God has given them this mercy. And here's another challenge for each of us today. Oftentimes we ask, or we're asked this question, who are the three people you want you to see in heaven? And probably in all of our brains, we can think of someone, or some, you know, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, husband, wife. We're so looking forward to seeing them in heaven. But then here's another challenge. Is there anyone you don't want to see in heaven? And the reality of it is this, is that if everyone can be with God in heaven, we should be grateful for that. We should be grateful that no matter what we do in this life, God calls at every hour of every day. Because no matter what, no matter what happens to us, God is reaching out and God is calling us. God has called us in a particular time. Thanks be to God for that. God is calling others. Can we be a part of that? Can we go out with the Lord and find them and call them and be grateful so that every day, every week, this church is filled with people giving thanks to God.